Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How did you not go insane during COVID? I actually, shockingly, had a semi-fun time too. I mean, the horrible divorce was going on, but I got this Airbnb downtown Santa Barbara, ended up with a uh, Manchester girl who was going through a divorce also. And we had just met kind of recently and she moved in with me. We lived like the young golden girls in this Airbnb. We were the first out there to get curbside cocktails. We would, if anything opened up, we were there. We were the, just the wild girls. We'd have dance parties by ourselves in our place. We just, we had a great time. It was like having a roommate that I'd never had. And we had a ball and, and I was creative. I wrote screenplays during that time. And, and I went to Africa during that time for six weeks. Welcome to Divorce Party. I'm Monica Casey here with Tom Arnold. Our guest today became a divorcee during the pandemic. She decided to put her life in a storage unit since she was an empty nester and travel the world. She's also an LA and UK based writer and producer. Her company is called Highway 101 Entertainment. And while she was in Jamaica last year, she decided to start a blog. Please welcome to the show, Kim of Second Chapter Nomad. Hey, Kim. Hello, hello. So, Tom, this is my friend, Kim. Yes, hi, Kim. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Kim and I met in about 2016. She was a producer of a film I was in with Molly Shannon and Paul Reiser. And we met at the Seattle Film Festival? Yep. Yeah, world. it was the world premiere there. We were all there. Yes, and you'll see that that goes into my timeline of this whole divorce thing. 2016 was a key. And I'm sure within five minutes of meeting each other, we were like, we're both getting a divorce. Our lives are shit. Literally remember at the hotel lobby, having a drink or two. And you and I, like, it was like, whoop, immediate. Because it was very, very, very fresh for me at that moment. Like, like really fresh. Well, it's sure good you're here today. 
Yeah, it's uh, uh, yesterday at Bites Botica. I got served papers for the. Uh, yeah, what is this the fifty seventh time? No, I would oh, say no. no, no uh, for sure, maybe fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. It's a long uh, seven year uh, <laughs> thing, um, and uh, it's uh, what I've learned by doing this podcast is speaking to attorneys and judges and people, therapists. Uh, uh, there's a specific name. Until we started doing this podcast, I thought, oh, it's a high conflict divorce custody thing. But it turns out if only one person is doing all the stuff, if only one person calls the police all the time, if one person is filing really frivolous bullshit, then that's not what it is. It's a legal abuse. So uh, this has been very helpful for me, selfishly. To I love hearing people's stories, but also going, no, wait a minute, Am I, is that what I'm dealing with here? Well, I'll write that down for the next time. And as I've said to Monica, there was going to be a next time. It just happened to be uh, to, uh, yesterday, but it's fine. all good. It's good. No, that's definitely part of my story, but we'll get into all that. But those yeah, papers, go. no, no, but the papers coming in and stuff, that is a part of it. It's just, it's grueling and unbearable. Yeah. I loved last night when we were talking though, Tom, you were like, it's not upsetting me or like stressing me out or triggering me like it normally would. Yeah. Which is so great. You know, you just get to a point where you're, not as affected by it and you know you're just kind of like oh it's the other person's problem well yeah you do have to uh read it and then go try to figure out what it is what are the uh, what are the charges what are the contempt charges uh and and put that together with uh you know the other charges that the judge i mean it's been thrown out of court and and uh the police have always taking her out and you know i'm undefeated but it's it is a little it's expensive it's uh unusual and you know you sit there and go what is how what what is going on to this person but i have no control of that but this way this one i was a little more analytical i just went through ex- exhibit a exhibit b monica's in there i made it <laughs> wow that's impressive yeah and uh um you know, in this case, and I'll quit talking about my bullshit, but as I'm reading, there's correspondence we do with OFW, Our Family Wizard. That's how the judge is always. The judge is trying to make it so there's no contact at all, uh, which is the way it should be. But the stuff, um, and I've always felt like, uh, I, I try to be careful on there, like very specific, uh, this is what uh, I want to do, or this is the schedule. or Everything this, can this, be read back you know. in court. So everything yeah. is documented. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and, and, and then one judge has said to me, don't put anything in writing. You don't want your kids to read back to you in public in later years. So I uh, I have done uh, that. I think a pretty good job. You know, it's it's hard when you, when you read ridiculous things. But, but what she's done is actually, like, there's stuff that she put in this. I If I were her, I would never in a million years put that. I don't know how that does anything except make her look uh, way out, way out there. So, you know, I think it's just uh, my, my alimony. I stopped paying alimony on March 1st. I knew she was going to come up with something. I knew there would be, you know, like any other time we got to, to court for to settle something. That's I, the week before she starts, you know, she'll, she'll say, I'm going to call the police. Okay. No, please. Don't. Okay. I'm going to file a restraining order. Okay. And the judges are always like, this is garbage. You better, you and your lawyer better never do this again here. Better never come across this desk and, 
and uh, then they'll they'll do it again until that lawyer quits. But I think what I I you know I did stay up late last night going through a few things and and pulling my OFWs down just to kind of remind myself and uh, and just be prepared in that way. But I think I'm just going to go into court and say, uh, here's the thing. Uh, I would explain that only one person has filed all of this stuff for seven years. Negative shit about the kids. Negative. Called the police. Only one person has been taken out of the house by police. I have never filed anything except for divorce, which I think for divorce. And uh, I think that this is, I could go into all the details, I'll tell the judge, but this is legal abuse. There's no doubt about it. And we, we just got to change our agreement where there's no consultation, where I any decision uh, will be mine and uh, with the kids. Because anytime there's something in the air or like a mutual approval, I never get approved. I never stop her from doing stuff. So hopefully, knock on wood, but you never know, get a judge that's in a bad mood. And uh, uh, but I'm going to really work on not doing the uh, he said, she said, here's responses to what she said that shows her doing this stuff. I just want to keep it very simple this time. And uh, and, and hopefully it'll work. Well, how old are your kids? Uh, now, Quinn, who's with his homesick today, she's eight. Jax is 10. So they've uh, they've been they've experienced. Uh, oh, you're in the thick of it then with them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they're. They're, uh, they've seen the cops, they've seen a bit of part of their life, all this stuff. You know, they never seen their mother and I together, uh, um, yeah. which, uh, which you know, and I, I bet she had to tell Quinn, uh, she, how do you, how did I get here? She would say, how did I, because Disney characters <laughs> have a prince and princess. And so I did this thing because uh, I'm full of grace, where I created this animation of her mom over here, and up in the sky, and me over here. And we both so far apart, nothing in common except you. We love oh. you. Wanted to get you down here. And, uh, uh, you know, and so that's what you, but they don't, it's not a situation where like, I wish you and mom were back together. They don't, they don't, yes. uh, you know, for my sake, they don't. So, you know, you do that. Now, now tell me about your hilarious divorce. <laughs> Well, it's a long one, and I did some different. I made different choices than you did, partly because even hearing what you're saying, just remembering getting emails of new divorce documents, even now that just like literally sends it does, ugh. yeah. I mean, it, it's so triggering, and I would get those emails and I couldn't open them. I would like just put them away, and it was horrible. So anyway, I'll I'll, I'll get to that later of why I am where I am now. But yeah, it was 2016, Monica, uh, when I, the year I met you that. The beginning happened and I won't get into details, but it was a shocking turn of events when I found out my my husband at the time was had had somebody else. That's mm -hmm. all I'll say about that. And my kids were 17 and 19. So very different. It's you know, sometimes oh. I, I'm blessed because I never had to go through child custody or anything like that. But there's totally different issues when you're dealing with obviously, you know, your kids that are dealing with going off to college and have had this lovely traditional upbringing. And suddenly their world's totally rocked too. So it was, you know, it's, and to this day, it's, that, that was 2016. Um, and here we are, gosh, almost eight years later. And it's still, it's, you know, holidays, it's everything. It's really, you know, it's something that changed forever. Yeah, that's, and you're deep into this. How long were you married? Oh my God. So we got, we met at 21. And, oh, wow. you know, dated and got married at 26. And technically it was somewhere in the 25 year mark, but 
yeah. I, I stopped it in my head at 2016, but didn't we didn't finalize till 2020. Yeah. So uh, I we were, uh, you know, not legally separated, but separated living under the same roof for three years. And I look back at oh, that I going, oh, absolute yeah. hell for oh, yeah. both of us, for him as well. Yeah, but I was, you know, mostly a stay-at-home. I I hope it was hell for him. Uh, now, <laughs> I, I tried that for I think about six, three to six months. It was awful. Tell me your experience living out of the same roof. You haven't filed. You know you're done. Yep. Uh, it's uh, and what was that experience like? Could you describe? It is it? an eggshell city. <laughs> oh, yeah. eggshell egg city. But there were so many factors. We had a lovely home, you know, nice family home of twenty years. And spacious, I will point that out. So there was always another room. You know, we never yeah. shared a room again. And my son was away at Boulder at college. So I was just entering empty nest. My daughter it was her senior year of high school. So you can imagine, you know, once you get to that, that I just raised the kids. I was just, you know. Right, right. And I was working really hard on college applications and college visits with my daughter. And we were really, and it was going to be prom and graduation and all that stuff. And then just literally explosion. And I personally could not deal with the situation. So I, I thought he was going to leave, but he didn't. And that was the catcher. Oh. And I wasn't going to leave. I had nowhere to go. And financially, it's an absolute. Well, and especially I feel like in California, they say, whoever leaves, you're out. You're basically yes. forfeiting yes. the house to the other person. Totally. So it turned into three years. And I just focused on getting my daughter. You know, She went to USC film school you know, dealt with that, dealt with my son who was going through a lot. And then he ended up transferring to Ireland in hindsight, no wonder he ran halfway across the world to get away from all this. But I, and then, and then my ex now he worked out of state. So for our whole marriage, so we, I was used to independence. And so he was gone a lot more. And when he was home, I'd leave. So we just were, you know, two ships passing in the night, but three years, all right, let me get my head around this. Now, uh, the perfect family on paper, everything is great. Uh, and uh, what was the explosion? How, take me back to that moment where shit, you know, and, and tell me about what that felt like. Oh, well, it was horrendous. I mean, obviously, it, again, in hindsight, I mean, we were clearly growing apart as I, I think is extremely common with the emptiness coming and having having been together since we were so young obviously you cut to practically 30 years later you know we're becoming different people going different directions so I can see that but I still didn't see this you know coming at all I thought I had the traditional you know rest of my life kids off to college off we go uh so, yeah so anyway it was a massive explosion found out in a shocking manner I'll, I'll say it was it was a boarding pass when you actually printed out boarding passes back in the oh, day. Oh, I love it. And it, was, it was like the smoking gun. Yeah. So it was just, it was a different date than he was supposed, he said he had arrived. And it just was like, mm -hmm. I don't know, it was an aha moment. Yeah. And, but again, my, oh, there was so much involved. And yeah, so it turned into three years of tiptoeing around. And I actually thought I didn't have the power to file for divorce and financially, what would I do? And I thought I was resigned to this situation of just that was my life just that was going to be it and three years later 2019 uh, just a number of events that I actually got the courage to file and so right. I had to do it 
and by then I, I was a bit of the enemy because I was very quiet during those years, apart from lovely friends like Monica. But in my world, I was pretty quiet and living this life that people didn't know how, what was happening. So when I filed and I'd been jetting around the world escaping, so it probably looked to a lot of people like it was my doing. So that was hard too. But anyway, I filed and fled, fled the country. I fled to, to the UK, went to the Cannes Film Festival that year with my projects. I mean, I my, visited my son in Ireland. I was all over. And so then, then begins the divorce from hell. And it, it, was, it was really, really, really rough. And so that's 2019. So cut to uh, that Christmas, I got my storage unit. So four years ago. And that was my huge big thing. So we still, even as I filed, we still were under the same roof for six months. And that's just torture for anybody. You're having to go through your entire home of like two, two and a half decades and go through memorabilia, you know, things of your family, your kids, cards, letters, and then picking and choosing what you're going to box up and essentially put away when you go on this journey. You know, and it was even it was less than that at that moment because I didn't know, and we'll get to it because of the pandemic, I didn't know I would never go back to the house. So that Christmas 2019, first of all, was so emotional. I knew that was the last Christmas and I was a decorator. I did everything for Christmas and that was brutal that year. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, I got the storage unit. I'm just taking over only my personal things. We're in the divorce. I wasn't allowed to take anything like photo albums, nothing that was quote joint. Mm-hmm. So I only have a 10 by 10 to this day, a storage unit of my, you know, my childhood things, my, you know, things pre-marriage. And, and then, so I did that. And then after Christmas, I packed two suitcases and I went to the UK, Ireland, Berlin Film Festival, all of that, February, 2020. <laughs> so I'm over there and then it slips into March, 2020. And there's rumors of this weird possible COVID thing or whatever we were calling it at the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I was in Scotland and, and they shut locked down and you guys had already been locked down and it became mm-hmm. this panic of, do I stay or do I go? And my son's in Ireland, my daughter's LA. And I ended up getting on the last plane out of Scotland and Ireland, March 24th, 2020 came back. I have nowhere to go. My, my husband is locked down in the family home. And so I got my first Airbnb, March 2020, and literally never lived in my house again. So I became this nomad for four years, and I didn't plan it. It just turned into that, and I wouldn't change it, but I would never at that moment have said, I'm going to be a nomad for the next four years. Wow. Yeah, and then the divorce went on until through all the pandemic, all through 2020. Yeah, it seems to me that with your kids get the, up the age where they're leaving, that that seems like it'll be traumatic for me. Uh, if oh, I, it is. It is. Yeah, and then to have this other thing, uh, which is so fucking weird. I mean, it's just a weird vibe. It's, it's a layer. Yeah, yeah. I did it. Uh, I I just said right off. I'm not leaving the house. Oh, I will live in the garage. I'm not leaving the kids. I said. I just had a feeling if I went out that door, the locks would be changed. So eventually, uh, she moved out, which. You know, when you talk about what's yours, what's mine, uh, the kids and I were sitting there one day and a moving truck full of movement, and they just started taking shit out. The guys coming in, it was her, going to her. And I and 
my son, it was like, oh, my God, Daddy, they're stealing our stuff. I go, no, 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 son. They're not stealing our stuff. It's it's your mom and I. We each get half of We'll let her pick whatever she wants to get going and just uh, to get it going. And also, it went on and on. And, and finally, I said to my son, son, get your iPad. Go in the back of that truck and film. They'll tell me what they're I want to know what they're stealing. I mean, again, it was like that. But, you know, uh, it, it's funny because the time you were in your first Air, AB, Airbnb, uh, what the kids and I were in, we had to scramble. We we stayed in the house till it closed, and you've got three days to move out. We had a, another wow. very house of Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. and just us getting that stuff together and and uh, and and, uh, and, and stuff. And I, I just I didn't even know how to get an Airbnb. We had to scramble, <laughs> and uh, uh, it's it's funny now, uh, but uh, again with all the storage stuff. I mean, what I found is. There's stuff that is just ridiculous that I've saved. And, and I think a part of it was like, well, when the kids grow up, maybe they'll play with this. And it's just not. So my right. kids play with everything now. If there's something there that I, even if it's valuable. And I, and I say, well, let's enjoy this thing. Yeah, you can break it. I'm sure you will. Yeah. But you just start traveling light. I love that you guys had like civilized, like Tom, you had movers, Kim, you got a storage unit. My things were thrown <laughs> in trash bags. Really? Oh, yeah. well, no, let me take it down. No, she had movers. She had a big furniture. When the kids and I came, we had trouble because my credit card wouldn't work. We were trying to get some bids to just sit out in front of the house to get the stuff out of oh, the like house. Oh, like one of those things that goes in the driveway? Yeah. The... yeah. Oh, and yeah. I was looking them up. I didn't know how that worked. And then we got very lucky. Somebody, uh, we got someone to come and just a, our our handyman and brought a bunch of guys over and Aww. just did it. And it was it was not you know they're not professional movers. They did great, but we went from our house to our real estate agent's guest house. Mm-hmm. That just the amount of stuff and and then you know uh, fortunately we got it together. But yeah, it's uh it's a uh, you know. And, and and life is like that sometimes. And uh, but uh, but the, your your ex now he had another family. No, no, <laughs> no, not another family. No, oh. he just chose another for a while and has another yeah. now. And yeah. he just to cut ahead. Yeah, he ended up keeping the family home, so he is in there. And not only did I not have the means to buy him out, but I also didn't want it after twenty years. I was no longer. The family home to me but yeah. he's there with his latest woman so that's another layer of the thing though of there's another woman in so the family home sh- shocking mm-hmm. as, you know just on my end that it wasn't like you had to sell it and split it also shocking that he would want to stay and number three that whoever this other person is that he's with like what dumb bitch would want to stay in that house i would be so skeeved out to yeah. stay in another woman's home because you you know everyone knows like I, the well, my stuff's still there I mean, it is still yeah. There. yeah i can't yeah, believe it's bizarre. It. Totally well bizarre. i also think one of the reasons you and i bonded was my mom and stepdad divorced right when i graduated college so i was an adult which similar to your kids and and that is a whole different can of worms it, because it, it is it's different because your one or both parents may include the child in more information than they would be if they were little kids oh, and yeah. 
it's yeah. hard to hear things from both sides and then it just becomes a lot for everyone as a family mm-hmm. oh it's um, terrible and it is ongoing and that's what i'm i'm sad about i'm not sad whatsoever about that relationship anymore right. but for my kids that the family of four is no more i mean i always joke about it. it's a table for one you know it's yeah. no more to family of four it's a huge change and for holidays and stuff it's not unusual it's not like i know it feels like you're all alone going through this and you're the only one and uh but it but it it does happen in today's day and age i want to say his ex is living in, in your old house is that no is no, that, not his ex. I mean, his new, new my ex, my ex, kept, my ex kept the house. Yes, with he a bought woman, me out. There's a woman there, and yes. I, I'll tell you this: he's going to suffer because she's not going to like. She's eventually going to gut the house. Oh, they changed. They've totally changed it. It's all gonna, different. I'm going to tell you. I'll show you something to make you feel better. See this guy? <laughs> this is my uh, cousin, who is the lead singer of the Gospel Lads, a very big. Uh, it's on my grand, my dad's side. A very big Christian group the gospel lads they turned around he was like a celebrity to everybody he had an exact replica of his family from uh, uh missouri in california like their house was the same the same number of kids and everything wow you know he'd go on the road he'd travel he'd go to their family. i mean oh my goodness. Up, not like all like that's expensive number one but yeah. that was a big uh just as somebody do it, you know, you hear about truckers doing this sometimes. And, uh, but it was exactly, it wasn't just like, okay, he cheated. He did this thing. No, he's got this other thing. And he chose his other family. To do it. He had to make a decision. Like that was a very disappointing thing for our family. This guy was like, Jesus, I'm Jewish, but still Jesus. <laughs> he was a, he was a star, man. And that's it's a, always the super religious ones. They've got yeah. the most to hide, yeah. the most to be ashamed of. Well, okay, so going, how was it? How was it going through a divorce during COVID and you're in an Airbnb? And also, it's not like, I mean, I know you're a very creative person. You're a writer. You started your company. You started your company. Right before, maybe. No, no, that was actually, no, that's funny too, because yeah, so I have Highway 101 Entertainment and I I had been screenwriting and stuff forever throughout the marriage and stuff. But no, I started that actually uh, six months after all of that. So also in 2016, that was my, I was turning 50 too. Can we add that to the mix? Turning 50. What a life you know, empty change. A lovely divorce coming. And I'm, and I said, I'm going to start a company. So that's, I did that. And uh, I've been yeah pursuing that ever since. How did you not go insane during COVID, you know, and then also nothing happening in Hollywood? I actually, shockingly, had a, I had an oddly semi-fun time too. I mean, the horrible divorce was going on, but I got this Airbnb downtown Santa Barbara, ended up with a uh, Manchester girl who was going through a divorce also. And we had just met kind of recently and she moved in with me. We lived like the young golden girls in this Airbnb. We were the first out there to get curbside cocktails. We would, if anything opened up, we were there. We were just the wild girls. We'd have dance parties by ourselves in our place. We just, we had a great time. It was like having a roommate that I'd never had. And we had a ball and and I was creative. I wrote screenplays during that time. And and I went to Africa during that time for six weeks. 
I mean, bizarre. I, I also <laughs> crazy. I mean, I'm seeing Instagram videos of Kim on the back of a scooter that looks like it it can barely run. She's going off and she would send me messages going like she's on a boat, you know, like yes. I did, I wasn't Many sure times. I was getting kidnapped today, but it kind of felt like it for about two hours. And then I wasn't kidnapped. Yeah. And <laughs> where the machete she... incident, machete. Oh, there's all oh. kinds of stuff. And yeah. this was when you're in Africa. <laughs> yeah, that was Africa, but that was 2020 during the pandemic when yeah. my son, both my kids were graduating in 2020. The whole thing was unbelievable university. And I couldn't see him from Ireland. You know, you couldn't come, you couldn't travel to each other. And he looked around the world and Tanzania was the only country that you could, that we could both go to. So we went and met in Tanzania in September, 2020. And his uh, girlfriend at the time, now fiance from Ireland joined us. And then I was having such a ball. I stayed by myself and went to Zanzibar. We were in Zanzibar and I stayed And is that weeks. where you, yeah, you now have a project, don't you, named after yes. me? Yes, me yeah, it was, it was. It was Meet Me in Zanzibar. It's now changed to Meet Me in Cape Town for numerous reasons, but I've got a UK writing partner. And so many of my projects have come from this crazy journey of travel. You know, but I've you're got them so brave. I mean, I love that your whole life gets turned upside down and you're, you then, I mean, had you traveled a lot like this while you were married or have you always? Yeah. Yeah. And really in my twenties, there's no explanation for it. Um, other than my parents took us on big road trips across America. I mean, there was no international travel or anything, but I saved up my money in high school and college and took myself on trips at 21, 22 to places like Costa Rica, which then were very remote. Nobody knew about them. And I'd go backpacking, no phones, no, no computers. So I always had that. And then that I, I met my husband in Mexico. I'm, he's from Ohio, but we met on a spring break Mazatlan trip. So we met at traveling. We had that in common and we took our kids all over the world. So that was a huge perk. Okay. Um, so we're all big travelers. So I'm really living my dream. I've always was a traveler and a writer and I'm making that my total purpose now. The second chapter nomad. Well, this seems like fun. This uh, during COVID, you and that gal uh, yes. from that's also a movie. These two women. Yeah, no, that's definitely no. That is right. Like a, Both going through a divorce, or it's a show, you know, yeah. during the pandemic. Oh, totally. You're doing stuff. Uh, you, you know, you're out there. You take it advantage of the pandemic anyway you can. And, uh, oh yeah. Good way to live your life. Maybe maybe that it, was. It is. Yeah. Did you feel that at the time? Going, I've never done this life, but I'm I'm kind of digging it. By the time I went off to Africa, absolutely. I, I it was the whole eat, pray, love thing. I mean, I think mm -hmm. I wasn't really praying or loving, but I there was a there was definitely eating and and jumping in the sea and going on crazy boats and yeah, doing wild things. And but I felt absolutely wild and free. And it, I would get those same divorce things all the way in Africa, but they felt very far away, and I could just kind of read it like another person, like a character. The 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 information for the attorneys, the sort of the back and forth, the that bullshit that goes on and on. Was that the kind of stuff it was? Oh yeah. It was absolutely awful. I had no idea what to, what to experience. I remember that film, a marriage story thinking how awful that was. And then I'm like, Oh wow. That's how it actually goes down. It's mm -hmm. that bad. The attorneys mm -hmm. kind of egg you on, egg you on and make you, it makes it so much worse. Yeah. Everyone was judging you. Oh yes. By what you were doing. Every, yeah she's off gallivanting you know they, yep. they paint this picture this terrible picture of you 
And it's yes. like, how dare anyone judge after all? That's ridiculous, man. Yeah, gallivanting, that word was definitely used. <laughs> gallivanting. That sounds like an old word. But much of it was much of it was running away at that time. My gosh, it was a pandemic and divorce and empty nest and it was it was awful. So yeah. I I know I was running away, but I also was enjoying the moment. And now I'm doing the same thing, but I'm not running away anymore. I'm realizing, wow, this is actually now it's a choice. But but you know, that's a, a great revenge though to me, uh, is getting out there. Now, if I were in the guy spot and I'm like, well, I'm gonna Oh my God, she's living, she's living her best life. And I'm fucking, what is happening? You just, you know, because then they, you, and the other, man would have to look inside himself and go, okay, how was I holding that back? What about, uh, boy, and it's the fact you've been together so, since you're kids, basically. You know, this is, uh, uh, you know, I mean, nobody uh, wants to get a divorce. Well, I have, but. You know, to have this other thing come out of you that may never come out, and uh, you would have had yeah. to push that down, and uh, you know your your best version of yourself, and and uh, so everybody was gossiping about you, huh? Well, that's well, that's... also pandemic as well, though, because people weren't even leaving their homes, and they, I, you know, there I am in Africa. And they're and like, I'm... look at this risk taker; she doesn't care. Yeah, there was a lot. There was all of that too. Um, How do you think um, divorcing later in life and with older children affected your relationship with your kids? Do you feel like you're closer because of it, or? Um, I mean, I was always I was the one at home, so I was I was always extremely close with them. But the initial divorce was this is awful, especially because I I filed. I mean, no matter what the reasons are, when you know you're the one that actually does it and, and initiates it, it's not looked upon positively. Um, but, but now we're super close and, and they also understand better that I gave up the family home partly so that they could have, they still have a room, they still have their stuff. It's all there. So I knew I couldn't provide that. Not only could I not, but I uh, probably would not, would not. So they, they have that. I think they understand more the sacrifices that I've made along the way. And, and the fact that you had to step up. They you got. They will. Re, I mean, in the moment, it's like, well, mom's destroying everything. But as a little bit of time, they'll realize how heroic it was for you to do that, because that's not the easy way out. No, it was. It really wasn't. You know, it wasn't. And anyway, so I I started my blog just a year ago, um, nope. second chapter Nomad, and it took me a long, long, long time because literally I kept so much of it secretive, and so to be talking about it. Publicly, even this, if you told me I would speak about this, yeah. I, I wouldn't have believed it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. But now I feel like I can help so many people and inspire people and motivate them in whatever their second chapter is of doing something positive and, you know, enjoying the moment no matter what. And I'm having women reach out to me on this blog and my Instagram and stuff of like, you know, wow, I, I can do something too. Or oh, some have said it about their own mothers or something. So I, now I'm feeling this need to share and especially with people of my age and older. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a great thing. Do, do your kids ever read it or your ex? I, I don't know about him because he was always anti-social media, thank goodness. But you no, know, my kids are definitely aware of it. And I'm, I'm certainly cognizant of that, just as yep. you are with divorce papers. I, every word I put out there, I know, you know, people I know are going to read it and yeah. my kids. So I'm, I'm very aware of that. And they're, they're supportive though. Uh, my daughter helped me come up with second chapter nomad name when I was trying to think of it. So they're supportive. Well, you could also tell the truth because it is documented. Like it's not, I think that people get into a situation where the, the person and the, they uh, were the person that cheated or whatever. They're like, Hey, please don't, uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, call the police if you said, tell what really happened, but the the one advantage of having all everything documented is it's it's just it it's it's in writing, and the more you share about your humiliation, your uh, uncertainty, your uh, uh, shame, and your you know the more you share honestly with people, especially with women, absolutely. They, Back to it. So you got to yep. put yourself and you out. nailed it. The, all those words, all those words. Check, yep. check, check. Yeah. Yeah. Because if, if it was just you, I got my shit together. I just want everybody to know I am <laughs> killing it. But it, to, to get people to, as you know, so you got to say, this is what happened. This is what my experience, whatever. And they're like, holy shit. You know, because there are a lot of people, there are a lot of people, men and women, sitting at home right now yeah, thinking, what should I do? I can't. I don't have the ability to do this exactly. thing that I need to do. Yep. And, uh, yep. uh, and you know, that you could give them uh, strength and hope and guide them a little better. So because you weren't there for you and then you kind of got to say, here's my mistakes and here's what not to do, in my opinion. I think that's great. That's another thing I've learned from this podcast. So people, there's divorce. Uh, Monica, what's, what are they called? Were they like coaches? Yeah. Divorce coaches. He didn't. Now, even for you, Kim, I don't think in 2016 that was a thing, or we hadn't. I could have used one. LA for sure. heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. What um, do you have? Some advice or words of wisdom, especially yeah, like for empty nesters, you know? Well, I do for that, but I also another thing is for young women. I'm really yeah. open about that, about all the not mistakes. It was the time, but I was not prepared to, in, you know, in my 50s suddenly be you know, thrown out and have to be totally independent financially, even though I had a, I had a career, I was a teacher, I'm educated, but I had, I didn't teach since I was in my twenties and, you know, I'm getting court papers saying, well, you can go be a substitute teacher during, during the pandemic. Yeah. Like that's what you can do. Uh, Cause you're not deserving of alimony and, and things like that. So I'm, I'm really telling young people, young women to just, you know, even when you get married, just still, Take care of yourself. Know about finances. Know how to deal with everything. Yeah, um, but when they say you're not not deserving alimony, well, uh, uh, that's bullshit. And did you did you uh, were you able to well, figure that out? 
no, I, how I figured that out is I was so after, after three years separation and a year and a half of the legal proceedings, as you can understand, I actually surrendered. And after Africa, when I had, I'm just like zinning out. And then I also then went to Mexico for a while. Um, I just, I couldn't do it anymore. And so I surrendered and I walked away and I took no alimony, uh, which is obviously my attorney, my family, everyone's like, what? And I'm paying, I'm suffering for it now, four years later, financially, but it gave me freedom. I keep saying it's the price of freedom. I like didn't have to turn in anymore. The... Bank statements. So you're saying you basically forfeit life for that just to end it, just to be like, I'm done. Yep. Where's everyone? Done. Leave yep. me alone. Yep. Because it was going to go on and on and on. Well, my first yep. wife was rich. My first wife was rich. We had no prenup <laughs> and I could have gotten $50 million because of the Roseanne show. I owed half, but I said, uh, you know what? I'm a man. I'm doing, the, I'm doing, <laughs> I'm all, I don't need, I don't want to go through that. I don't want And, uh, I've regretted it every day since, but you know, you do that. You do go, what is money for this anxiety and all this stuff? Exactly. Yeah. Quinn put their mouth on the, the glass there. Okay, that's you made a heart. Uh, no, I was getting actual panic attacks. I'd never had them in my life. Panic attacks over these things, and I'm going like, "This is destroying me. Like, I'm not going to do this." What to describe? What your, describe one of your panic attacks. Yeah. Oh my god, the one in particular, literally with um my my roommate at the time. It was I had gone to my storage unit, which at that point was a trigger. Now it's a positive place, but at that time it freaked me out. And then I had to go to the family home. I still had to go over there to constantly collect things and. I did that and that ran into, you know, X during the divorce proceedings and I was driving and I'm not kidding. My whole body started to freeze, like completely freeze. I made it back to the place, but I couldn't even get out of the car. I couldn't unclench my hands and she had to come and she's like, you know, what in the world? And it was so bad that I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going through this anymore. And so I don't regret physical torture. Physical, yeah, but yeah. Did your friend, did your friend go with you? When you went over there? No, that particular time I went alone. There were times she did go with me, yeah. Yeah, that's good. You should have, yeah. yeah. that's a, that's some advice I give people. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I had, that's very good advice. And she did later. Um, but funny thing, I had I had one of those start to come again recently because it never ends because uh, my son and his fiance, long story, but they were living in the house there with my ex for the last year. And I would have to still drive over there when I'm visiting my, my hometown mm -hmm. um, and, and like pick up my you know, his, his girlfriend and there was a time i it just it triggered me just seeing the house again mm -hmm. that yeah. i'm not in and someone else is it's, it was just awful so it's still there those triggers yeah are you does it still trigger you the the that, that one happened just months ago yeah oh did yeah. yeah we uh uh my kids will say let's daddy let's go buy our old good house oh. <laughs> oh. everybody else i go i don't know if we want it but i go <laughs> okay well let's go look at it and they're looking at it. They go, do you think they'd let us in? And I'm like, no, oh. no, that's over. But I, my thing is, okay, I need to, when these things are triggering me, I need to deal with them. And, and like my personality, I'll, I'll put stuff up. I'll put stuff up. And then I'll be walking around like, why am I uh, depressed? Why, what is, why am I anxious? And, uh, and then I'll say, and then I'll try to figure out one thing I can do about it or one thing I'm not, don't want to face. And then uh, I'll sit there, read it, face it. And then, uh, 
you know, okay, okay, then let's get to every, let's get to the next thing. But man, a lot of people, and I get it, you just, this starts going down, you're like, get, I don't want any, you know, and it puts you in a super vulnerable uh, position because you're deciding, well, do I want my mental health or do I want to stay on top of this financial stuff? But, you know, life is short. You're right. You can make a decision, which is, uh, you know, my last one, I uh, was asked for a divorce so many times and told, I hate you so many times. Like at first, you know, you're going, you're like, okay, well, let's be cool. Let's uh, get, sell the house or something. Let's, you know, be civil. Let's whatever. And then it just kept going. I realized it, she's not going to file for divorce. She's not, not, not like my lawyer. Oh, no, I, this is part of a plan to stay longer together for whatever reason. Financial, I go, and I had to do it. And uh, I, I did it. And uh, I wrote a real nice thing. Hey, we've grown apart. We had, you know, kids are great. And she flipped out because that was, you know, but it's, I had to do that. Like it, it, uh, uh, you it's know, really lot, hard, very difficult. It's hard. Well, it, it, the actual act was pretty. I, I just sat there realizing, okay, I've done everything humanly possible. I have to do this one thing. And it was very, uh, it was liberating. You know, I mean, I think when you get the final, and even in this case, when the final divorce paper, you sit there at the, uh, the judge or whatever court and you're cited, I, I, it did it. I didn't have that feeling like, oh, okay, I failed. I've, uh, I was like, okay, let's sign this stuff right now. And uh, sometimes you have that, you know, uh, and, and sometimes you have a lot of regrets. I see movies where they get the divorce papers and they're crying together, sign them together. Oh, no, no, and no, was, no. And oh was there like an immediate shift in you when you signed the papers, or was it kind of a gradual, like subconscious, like? It must have been a, a. It was pretty immediate, and it was uh, Christmas Eve, twenty twenty. It was still twenty twenty, and so it happened pretty quickly after I said I surrender, and and signing it. I have photos that's on my blog actually of me in the attorney's office in this pretty red top because it's Christmas Eve. She bought a bottle of champagne. I've got my champagne glass. Okay. Oh, signed it, and it was it was fantastic. And I went back even with my kids and my parents and everyone, and it was like just such a relief was a word. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have to plan your epic official divorce party or did you have one? <laughs> I think my life has been a divorce party ever since. Yeah, yeah. This, this travel. Even <laughs> after that, I went, you know, I've been traveling with a, a companion for some years and uh, we we met um, in Mexico. We didn't meet in Mexico, but the whole thing, we had to go to Mexico for a while. So yeah. right after that, I lived in Mexico for three months, just checked out, but she's like, okay, that's it. So Mexico. Man, were, you, were you hooking up with dudes? Have you they started? Uh, well, when did you start got, hooking up? She just yeah. said she just has said, a travel companion. companion. I, I know, a travel I know. That's... Companion. Uh, I have a travel companion. So, so no. So no that's got to be fun. It's got to be fun. It is fun. And it's nice having companionship, especially with some of these crazy travels. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, are your kids aware that you have a? Uh... Yes, <laughs> yes. My poor, my poor kids. They have to deal with that, and then this other woman and their family yeah. home. You know, well, there's, a no lot. there's a lot to deal with. Mm. It's interesting yeah. to say the least. But yeah, no, I've literally been traveling ever since. Um, I, also, being from California, I what do you do? Going from a nice family home to 
oh, let me go rent this little apartment. And yeah. I don't know. And my kids are all over. There's no plate, one place I even want to be. And so I like that I can go visit them wherever they are and pursue all my, my projects, uh, which are all over the world. I'm in London a lot. But I'll be going there in March again. Yeah. Well, it certainly made you more creative. So really, it was all worth it. All the bullshit <laughs> for you to be able to write stuff, for you to be able yes. to uh, be creative. And, and people are just like, boy, I can't. I'm not being creative. I, my life is just stayed I this thing. And then you had this experience, which is horrible. But and, and what we really just want to be creative. And sometimes in these marriages, you lose your fucking creativity, man. I felt that being drained out of me, uh, just beaten down, you know, of me and uh because uh, from day one it's always like you're bad good guy bad guy yeah, yeah. And, I, and i'd accept that i'm the bad guy except that <laughs> but uh but then it just sucks the you know uh, that's just so and it also for me in front of my kids you know you don't want your i want my kids to be a good relationship so they i don't want them to think oh that's how it is somebody comes yelling and threatening and then and then they yeah. uh leave and, and uh you know very manipulative and so, but I still, I as as uh, Monica knows, I had one date fairly recently, first in seven years, oh. and uh, oh, wow, met, yeah, better. I was down doing a, a movie and uh, down in, in, in Tampa, and she came up. She said, "I'm a huge fan," and we talked a little bit. I was one of those comic cons too, and I said, uh, uh, "Very cute," and said, "I am. Uh, I have two kids, two young kids. So I'm like check that box checks, and I'm sober five years. I go that's that checks." That check said, uh, you know, and then she, uh, I said, uh, uh, I, I never, my, my assistant is young and she goes, how old was she? I go, I, I, I never really asked that. I, I mean, she got two kids in her own business. So she got to tell how old people are now. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. half, she is half my age, but I'm 64. She's 32. And then, and then uh, uh, we, I didn't have time to, she, she said, let's go to coffee or let's do. And I was a bit too busy, but I exchanged numbers. And then she started sending me some pictures that were kind of amazing. I never, I never had that experience. And wow, Tom, this is quite an experience. No, Tom missed that whole phase, but whatever. So did we. So we have no idea. So I was, I was hoping she didn't want return pictures of that nature because those are disgusting. But I, then she flew to Buffalo. I was doing stand up at a casino at the end of December. She flew up there on her own, brought a friend, bought tickets right in the front row, told me she was coming. And uh, and then you know what? Uh, uh, I, I was, your uncle. We went out. We we all went out to dinner, and I was like, "I am going to have you come up to the room." <laughs> that's, 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 it's so uncomfortable, and I was like, "I'm not taking my." But I'm proud of you. You did it. But but uh, my son heard, saw. I think he got on my phone and saw a couple of those. Got to change your code. Yeah, <laughs> and he was. He not he was so upset, and so we had to have a long talk. Why are you upset? Do you think I'm leaving you? I'm not leaving you. You're my number one. You know, and I'd had some health issues too, so it's been a little scary for the kids. But yeah. he was he 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 really, really. I mean, he he locked himself in the bathroom. When Monica and I were doing the podcast, I come out. Rosa, who was with the kids here, and my daughter's like, Jackson's locked in the bathroom crying, and and I was like, oh, what? He's been there for an hour. I go, what? And, and then I could hear him cry, but cry, he was crying loud enough that I would hear it. You know what I mean? Right. He had to help. And so I, he wouldn't let me in. And they finally, he told me what he was upset about. I said, I love you. He said, you got to let me in. We don't lock the doors here. I'm getting a screwdriver. And he goes, well, I did something in here. And I go, 
oh, it's fine. What'd you do? I cut up your shower curtain. I go, oh, okay. Okay. Well, all right. Well, let's not, that's not good, but let's, uh, and then he goes, I did a few other things. Like I use this cover up and he squeezed the whole thing out. He squeezed the whole thing of my soap out. He took down, my daughter writes little notes. I put them on. <laughs> he took note. He was like, what does he care about the most? That's what I'm going to destroy right now. He sprayed a whole can of deodorant out the window. <laughs> and uh, all replaceable. And, uh, a lot of know, big feelings were had. I mean, then I was watching uh, a Dateline episode where a kid was like jealous or something. And they had uh, his kids who kill their parents. I was, there's a whole series of those. Oh, dear. And it seemed like similar behavior. But uh, but I, you know, he, uh, uh, you know, he told me what was, he was straight up about why he was sad about it or worried about it. And that makes sense to me. Yeah. And uh, I said, listen, she lives in Tampa, man. Let's, uh, uh, and, and then I also learned you could hide pictures on your phone. When someone sends you a picture, you can hit hide. Mom's learning all new skills. Yeah. And that's what I do with the shit from their mom, too. I hide all of it. I hide this is horrible. In fact, my assistant, uh, uh, because we can't, we don't want the kids to hear anything negative about their mom. So we call him, uh, call her Biden. And uh, and my assistant wrote a text. She's young. She's a comedian. And she's like, you can't believe what that cunt Biden did today. At the, and, and I always tell the kids, don't look at stuff. They go, my son's like, what do you got against Joe Biden? Uh, he had read that. Tell them not I go, look. don't look at that. Stop. I love Joe Biden. It's a joke. So yeah. you got to be, you know, but at a certain point for parenting, things are going to come up as my, and you just, you have to deal with it. I have the buck stops here. I don't blame the other person there or the school or the whatever, but, uh, but it's my responsibility. And as you know, as a mother, uh, I don't know if young girls are like this. They are, but young boys. Uh, uh, it's it seems like my son has less interest. He's never met him or his friends have never mentioned a girl. My daughter, who's eight, has had his crushes and boyfriends and this at her friends. And so well, I also you, think it's hard when your kids realize or or you have to explain to them like you're just human and that you yeah. may want companionship or whatever one day because. They are the little tiny narcissists in our lives that we give yeah. so much attention to. And Kim, I'm just curious, you know, you said your son is engaged and yes. your daughter is, I'm wondering how does he, what do you think, how he feels about marriage? Is he having seen what you guys have gone through? And then what does your daughter think about, you know, is she kind of one of those maybe anti or. I don't know what if what if how I think it's it, the generation too. How has it affected um, them? Yeah, and in their generation. Yeah. Uh, well, my son, yeah, he's had this uh, same girlfriend from went from his six years in Ireland, so that's exciting, and I adore her, so that's great. He's he Irish. Got engaged. Uh, she is. She is Irish, but oh. he went over to school. He did a semester abroad and basically never came back for six years. <laughs> and uh, anyway, but so he is apparently following the traditional path. So I'm. I'm pleased and you know he's they're great together and stuff so I'm very optimistic for them uh, my daughter is 25 she's in the film world here in LA and so definitely would be more jaded I would say in general just but part of it's from the divorce no doubt she lived through it much more than he did because she was still in the house and and I probably did overshare far too much with her we talked about that now um, 
you know, so that's something I would certainly warn people against doing, you know, being a little more careful. But also maybe you're oversharing, even though inappropriate, maybe at times. I wonder if you're also doing her a service by lifting the veil of, you know, like, hey, keep your own finances, you know, I don't know. No, that part of it, things I definitely am open and very open about now in general to her and her friends and that whole generation. Your kids, uh, my kids, uh, there's been a couple times when uh, their mom's always through them, you know, like, oh, I'd like him to come over and uh, pick up uh, whatever, come up to the thing. And uh, I go, well, I'll always do that for you guys. Uh, and then why, she goes, why don't you, we invite mom over. By the way, she she's invited anytime she wants to uh uh come but i said uh, you know i go well your mom and i it's different like like she loves you you love her this is and my son will joke mom hates dad okay quinn and she said now quinn says that it's i go yeah that's what it is i really shouldn't be around people that hate me that much it's just it's Mm -hmm. not my self-esteem it's not healthy it's not healthy yeah so that makes it uh that makes it a little easier they gotta they have an idea yeah Mm-hmm. Well, and I've made a big effort now to be, I mean, my ex and I are cordial and, you know, we will talk about anything that relates to the kids. And Well, that's a good place to be. That's financial or, yeah, and we are. Good. So that's good. I tell you, I, I, uh, I fake being cordial. I could, I had my ex-mother-in-law invite her over here like, uh, Christmas to see the stuff the kids got and built and all the Christmas trees out front. I sort of walk around. She's older and showed her, I was <laughs> looking at my ex and standing frozen at the door but you know yeah i always believed and i assumed that one day we would be cordial or even in our first uh divorce uh the agreement thing i said well how about uh it is always about i need to get a hold of you 24 7 i need this and i said how about we take five minutes a day and talk about the kids like good things about the kids and just not there's nothing i could say good that just gets thrown back oh it's terrible there you know and I've always felt that's a weird character thing. I w- that's something if I'd have known that it's never going to be just sit for chill for a second and let's kind of enjoy these kids for a second and what they're up to and their fun little things, you know. But you, then I then I find somebody else to talk about. And by the way, when you're my age and your kids are this age, not you, my friends that are my age want no fucking part of it. They either maybe they have kids that age of they've had a third family, but they just don't. They aren't. Uh, you know, I'm pretty enraptured by the stuff and chit chat, this stuff. And it's hard to find people listen to you. When you. So, uh, yeah. How did it work out with your, you know, friendships that you had with people as a couple? You know, did you have to get all new friends, Kim? Or did you, you know, how did that? It's a, a mix. Of, again, you know, it was also the pandemic at the same time. So there were so many and emptiness. So there were so many changing factors. A lot of the friendships were, you know, going in different directions anyway, as you know, you had your mommy friends and you have different ones along the way, uh, but definitely some couple of friends and I said lost them, but I don't think I lost them anymore. I don't. No, you don't. Them. Fuck those. Fuck them. But I have a, I have a lot of great new friends and, you know, I would say most are divorced, not all, but a lot. I mean, clearly it's what you have in common at this point. And either they never, I have a lot that didn't have children, I think, because I'm just in the place where being empty nests, it's, you know, I'm alone a lot of the time. Yeah. So a lot of new great friends and all over the world. So it's a great 
new group. And Bo- Monica it was a unicorn because she was the first person that got divorced in her group. Yeah. And, and it's so funny because not many of my friends are married and ever have ever even been married. And I don't know if that's psychologically by design, the people that I choose. And most of them don't have kids. So it, it was a weird, yeah. you know, but I mean, I guess the benefit of that is my daughter has a lot of really great aunties and yeah, that, but yeah, I don't. It's kids need a cool, cool aunt, uncle, you know, yeah. people that are not a parent that don't have to go by the same, that just want to be in our fun. It, just want to know you. Yeah. For my childhood, my uh, aunt and uncles were like fucking so cool. You know, my dad was not, my dad was not cool. He was uh, he just worked very conservative, very. But my aunt and uncle were bananas, and it was so cool that they would take an interest in me. Yeah. You know? Well, and Kim, you have some young. Is it nieces? Two nie- all nieces? All nieces, yeah, all nieces, and I'm so close with them, and I that are I love still that. little, so you kind of get to enjoy that yes. time again. Yeah, or- yeah. My my the little ones go down to uh, eight years old, so that's fun. Yeah. And what about oldest, yeah? What about okay. his family? Uh, you married. How did that go down with them? Um, that was the end. That was the end after 20 plus years. Done. Done. No contact. Yeah. That's for the best. That's for the best. They don't deserve and it. Is. They it's, don't it deserve is. it. Is. Yeah. So that's that. Uh, I have a lot of his extended family and friends actually still on Facebook and stuff, which is interesting. And yeah. Yeah, um, I've never, ever, ever. It's another, uh, my personal opinion is I'd never speak poorly i never said anything right negative like on social media or anything i've been very careful with all that so yeah so what is next for second chapter nomad what can we look forward to hearing about and how how can people find you and reach out um yeah so i've got second chapter nomad instagram which is i have a lot of fun with that and then like i said i started the blog a, a year ago february in jamaica on one of my adventures and it took a lot of courage to start that instagram is one thing but an actual blog and mm-hmm. i'm a, a big journaler uh, so i have extensive journals from this entire time so i've edited edited them for public consumption and that's a big part of the blog so i'll go back and revisit those journals add photos mm-hmm. and so i've documented the whole thing under second chapters the actual the whole divorce all of that business but then i also have a nomad life section of just all the crazy tips of living out of storage and suitcases for four years yeah. and then the travel adventures section of all the and then it's with a huge travel side too so those are the three headings of my blog and i i'm just really passionate about it the biggest i've tried to find a bigger suitcase a hard shell you know how they <laughs> you put shit in it and i according to amazon the biggest one they have is 30 inches now i know 22 inches you can check into the but 30 inches doesn't seem i want one that's this big Okay, but no, 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 no. This is where you got to ask the travel advice because okay, they going to weigh too much. You're better to have two suitcases than that one big one. It'll weigh way too much, and then you've got to pay. Like now, they get up to like $150 to pay for to be overweight. For a heavy bag fee. So, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and there's no way it won't be if it's a huge bag. So give us like two or three of your favorite travel tips for traveling alone or just in general. Um, again, you'll see on my Instagram all the time. I'm posting visually because I don't take a lot, but I have special things. I have these little rocks and that have like dream and all these words on them that I put out everywhere. I have candles. Even now I've got a candle lit. Um, 
just a pile of my favorite books of the moment, my journals, just not a big amount of stuff, but I put it out immediately, even if it's one night in the place and it just yeah. feels like home. And do you so feel like you travel pretty light now? Like, are you a carry on only or no? Oh, face no. Says no. <laughs> no, no, people do make fun of me, but it's, but I'll go to London, you know, for a month and then I stay six, five months or something. So I have to take at least two suitcases and a big carry on. And I do like real books. And so I take like actual books and stuff. No, I'm not, I'm not a backpacker anymore. Like those days are long gone. <laughs> mm. Well, I take, uh, I take one of my daughter's buddies, her duplicate buddy, you know, buddy is I think. And I put it out there and uh, 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 just, uh, just like when I'm looking around the room, uh, out of the corner of my eye, I'll see that. Or this thing my son did. Okay, that kind of calls me down. When you write, are you writing on a uh, laptop? How are you doing writing? What's your process there? Yeah, um, on the laptop, although I'm still a visual person, like even this, I didn't mean to, but I, I, I jotted some notes. No, on I, like of paper. I like that. You know, I'm very much visual writing things too. So I do a lot of that. But then I have a full journal on my computer as well. And then screenplays and the blog. I just It's all over my desktop. And, and, and you, you keep all the handwritten stuff and you condense it and put it in, particularly if you're writing a script or something, you keep all this stuff and so you can see it yeah. when you finally get to to uh to script yep. for to whatever yeah yeah i like to see colors i have a lot of colored markers and pins i don't know i think i remember things better very visual and and then the other thing about travel yeah monica is the is writing i love a place like with a window this isn't it here but you know with a just a window and i sit there and look out I, I spent 10 weeks in new york in new york city this summer and i just was so inspired getting to sit there in this you know it may have been a tiny little place but looking out at the city yeah. Will you like move the furniture around a little bit, like move the desk if you know you're going to be there for a while? Oh yeah, especially to get some little nook by a window to yeah. work. Yeah. And do you have any sort of like regimen where you're like, okay, I'm setting a timer and I'm writing for 45 minutes or it's just only when it kind of takes you? No, I, I do have to tell, I have to make myself sit down and do something because once I get going, it's great, but I'm a huge procrastinator otherwise. So and the other thing with travel is I can, I, I love to work in hotel lobbies and stuff where you just take, take the project at hand that you need to do. Like last night, I needed to read a script. So I just took the computer, but you're going to read this script <laughs> and you can't leave the lobby until you read it. Stuff like that. So I do, I do have to put, whether it's time or a deadline of a project, I have to, mm -hmm. have to do that. Makes sense. All right. All right. You're living the dream. Side note, I finally went on my first trip recently with just a carry-on because my friends always make fun of me that I bring, even for two nights, like to Vegas, I bring the giant suitcase, but I'm always the one that has extra shoes or a bag if someone wants to borrow, but I really felt like a sassy flight attendant. I was like, oh my God, I have this <laughs> tiny suitcase and that's it. And I brought only my favorite things. And then my bag got lost because they made me check it on the way back. So I don't know if I'm going to oh, like no. keep doing mm. that, but it was an experience. <laughs> yeah, I like to be prepared. And again, because everything's in storage, I tell people that too. When I take my suitcases, that's what I've got. There's no there's no closet back home. I mean, I love that you bring your daughter's bunny and it's like a grounding and it kind yeah. of reminds you of home. Is there anything else that you always have to bring with you on the road, like a certain something that you're, you're like that's always going in what about uh, what about uh, like uh, i used to bring a uh, uh, astro glide you know and uh but then I, this seems like a, too much work that but seems uh, dangerous nowadays 
you take your personal thing uh, 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 when you go in there, uh, uh, you know, your, your no. personal. I did notice that one lady that came up and, and to uh, Buffalo had her little personal thing, which well, I felt that's a good idea because. I think that's because she knew she was going to have a rendezvous. <laughs> well, yeah, no, but I think also just for the time, I feel, and I told Monica when I got back, I think I need to get Viagra or something because it seemed like she was doing too much work and I felt bad for her. And uh, I got to, because you think you're in the groove and you, you haven't had, you made love for seven years and it's not the same, it turns out. <laughs> pressure man Kim you're the best thank you for all you are welcome with us Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.